Welcome back to another episode of Hat Happens, the podcast about hats, accessories for your head, and even neckwear for men, baby. That's right. I'm coming to you live. I'm Spencer the Hat Johnson calling in. And you know what I'm rocking today is a classic chef's hat, you know, the kind that goes up for a ways before getting poofy on the top, almost like a cloud. And that's what we in the hat community call a chef's hat. When I'm joined by my homie, Kevin Hat Day. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I, I, I can't compete with that kind of hat, but I'm, I'm, I'm here for the podcast. Wow. And what, what, hat it, what hat did you bring to talk about? Um, I'm more of like a baseball cap kind of like, you know, I, I wish I was cool enough to pull off a, like a fedora or, a, you know, trilby or any of those kind of hats. But I just look like such a douche whenever I put one on that I, I hate myself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a baseball cap kind of guy. Yeah. Would it surprise you to know that I once owned a fedora that I received as a gift from my mom? <laughs> That's a true fact. Uh, got rid of it because, hey, if you're in a situation where you need a fedora, you don't have one, that's just fine. <laughs> it's never, there's never a high stakes fedora moment, baby. This is it, Kevin. This is what we're going to do all episode is, is go back and forth on hat discussions. You know, how, when how I did think, you, how did you feel wearing it? Uh, so I only wore it really rarely when it was part of this whole ensemble. That was actually known as the the Sixler. It was the Sixler ensemble. It had uh, I had this black trench coat that I got at a thrift store. It was not really a trench coat it was maybe more of a duster but it was made out of black patchwork leather so you'd have these really crazy shapes like uh you know pieces of black leather that was then stitched to the next crazy piece of black leather it was really impressive i don't i might still have it don't know if i've thrown it out maybe but i got it at a thrift store and it was really cool one time i put out a fire with it because leather is semi inflammable which means flammable what a but, country uh, yeah i would i had a i had a cane gloves that were made out of duct tape they were knuckle gloves made out of duct tape a bag and the hat and the, the trench coat and when your powers combined it created the sixler and that was that was the idea and so that was the only time and it kind of fit wearing like a fedora with this weird even louder kind of patchwork black leather duster is definitely you know kind of kind of makes the fedora feel at home a little bit you know i i could see that yeah all of this is real by the way i know kevin has a tendency to think i'm lying I, this, is, this is true hat stories <laughs> i don't know how someone could make this up yeah exactly it is true though you know another hat that i like to wear 
I actually just saw this somewhere and I haven't pulled it out, but I probably should because it's the reason for the season. We're talking the Santa hat. Now a Santa hat is a nice look, but you're, you can only wear it. <laughs> you can really only wear it around Christmas, baby. It's, it's a narrow window and I always miss it, but you can actually wear a Santa hat a bit later. You could probably wear a Santa hat like six, six of January for instance, January 6th, I think. <laughs> It's the last. It's, uh, not, I don't know where that date come from. Just pick it out, pick it completely, completely randomly. Just picked it out of a hat, maybe, because that's the podcast. But no, you can. I like, I like the look. Of, it's because I'm a big fat beard man. But you know, I like the, I like rocking a Santa hat. Um, but yeah, you can't, you can't just wear a Santa hat in like March. I don't think, I think people will get on your ass you know but i would i think it's a cool cap you know it's got the fur lining like strip it's got a like a dangly ball on this like floppy corner like it's got a lot going on it's a great hat it's very kinetic you can wear it in different styles you know having it straight forward versus like forward left versus like back right you know they all give off you know completely different vibes you know I, I I get that. I I just yeah. I I need to find something that that. What 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 do you think would would carry my vibe across best? I think you can pull off a baseball hat. Have you ever wear a baseball hat ever? Sometimes I feel like, I feel I, like I don't when know. you're traveling, I might have seen you in a baseball hat, but maybe I'm just projecting that. But I, I think, think yeah, I, I'm not really a know. hat kind of guy. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're a hat guy, but if I just saw you with like a like a blue denim hat or something, a blue denim, like baseball cap that just kind of not a sports team necessarily, but just like, Oh, you know? And then I was like, yeah, he probably doesn't want the sun in his eyes or something. You know, I don't, I don't know that I'd necessarily be like hat. There goes Hattie McHat man wants us to notice his hat. He's a hat man, you know, which that's the problem. Like when you can pull off a hat without people immediately going hat, I think that's a victory, you know. I I, I agree. I thank I, you. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna find a hat that that expresses myself and then wear that next week. I think. Are there any hats that you've been drawn to, like uh, you know, <laughs> like a cabbie hat or something? No, I think I just need to really explore hats and just I don't know. Every time I put a hat on, I'm just like, nope, this would look great on somebody else, but just not me yeah when i was a kid we had this i wouldn't call it a hat it was a cranial accessory but um it was like a little hood i guess where it would go over your head and then go down your chin and then it velcroed beneath kind of like finn from it was actually a lot like finn from adventure times like finn hat um except it was black fabric and then it had fuzzy kind of almost like lamb looking fleece looking cones so it had kind of like these ear shaped cones or these cone shaped kind of ear things they're kind of like little fuzzy horns a little bit so it'd be this hood with these fuzzy little like fleece looking horns and my parents called it the fox lamb hood and if you were wearing it you were the fox lamb i guess and yeah, it just, you know, that we, we would all sometimes be the fox lamb now and again. <laughs> but very few experiences with hat, hats, hat wear. What about you? Any, any familial past? Did you ever, when you were a little tiny kid, 
making computers and stuff did you ever wear a hat or anything um i mean when i was too young to to stop it my parents always thought i was freezing cold even when i wasn't mm-hmm. and would like cover me in like four coats and three hats and mittens and everything else and my my grandmother insists that one of the first things i said as a child was mom i'm sweating (laughs) i i i had hats as a child i think maybe that's partially what's what's turned me off from it Mm -hmm. mom i'm sweating mom i'm sweating that's that's fun so why did you just as a baby did you just were you given cold all the time was it just like you were people people look at you this baby's cold my my mom was just one of those people that's always cold so she assumed Mm -hmm. i was too even when i absolutely wasn't sure yeah that's a i don't know i feel like a lot of people this is like i don't know i I just it's because i'm fat so i'm like insulated and it works both ways sometimes sometimes when it, even when it's hot you're still kind of more insulated or whatever you just don't notice but i'm i find myself surrounded by people that comment on the weather or the temperature and like it needs to be changed you know like are, are you hot i'm hot can we turn on the are you cold i'm cold can we turn on the like everywhere i go like at work and stuff it's and it's never me it's never the thought in my head is like wait a second, this temperature is wrong and I have the power to change it. You know, I'm usually just fine, which is maybe, maybe I'm just really lucky to be in comfort all the time or whatever, but it's usually someone else. You're like, Hey man, we gotta, we gotta turn off the air conditioner in the office. Everyone's putting on jackets. I'm like, well, you, you just do whatever you want. Is this a good topic? <laughs> That's good. It is. It had happens. It had happens. That, that's our new, new show what about you if you're in the bad discord sound off tell us what hats that you like and what hats you don't like their hat renaissance you know hats are weird hats hats i don't know i guess all all clothes i think because hats are so extraneous or whatever that they they seem more symbolic than other pieces of clothing you know you got your like police hat your your fire your fireman helmet you know your doctor's reflector or whatever like the kind of scrub like the scrub bandana like the bandana version of scrubs that like surgeons wear or whatever you know i don't know it, it feels like extra symbolic because it's I, I don't know i don't know like the pope hat religions have a lot of hats jesus christ what's going on man i'm losing my goddamn mind i think i i, I think i think i think i'm dying <laughs> this is what happens when i have a stroke is uh this, this is how it comes out um kevin would have more to say but he's surreptitiously uh, texting me uh let's see what kevin says the show's doing really bad <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about none of this is true why are you saying that um i don't the, know you know this the, would be great stuff one, to say on the show yeah the, the last one turned kind of dark okay so so kevin's you know there's 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 new ais new ai just dropped have we used these ais very much not this um, we one, had no. we had a show that we haven't aired yet we'll probably air it after this where we interviewed ben Le- meckler and i think we used that this new ai a little tiny bit on his episode but that's it right not really bad. Yeah. other than that yeah and so what is the new ai i can't remember i mean this is called from. text da vinci 3 um that the open ai people came 
um, which is what it, the new chat GPT thing is slow is loosely based on. But this is actually the slightly more advanced one that's beta only right now. And OpenAI isn't that only, like isn't isn't Elon Musk involved in that somehow? I have no idea. I, I don't think so, but maybe he is. I don't I've know. heard OpenAI has ties to Elon Musk, but yeah, I, I have no idea. And I don't know what any of this means anyway, what's the significance of it? Because usually what it means if he's involved is he stole the idea. So <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Um, yeah. But okay, so but you've been generating scripts, basically. I mean, I, I don't, don't want to call them full on scripts, but uh, you know, they're delivered in 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 character colon format you know spencer colon kevin colon and so maybe we should just read these like their scripts huh yeah sure let's just go through the very first one and just see maybe it'll be good to go through all of these or whatever uh and maybe we'll be like this is not this is not we need some but what what did you tell the computer to generate before we get into these um basically just that there's a podcast with us in it i gave it a little bit of information about us a little bit of information about the show and told it to generate a a short transcript about a new segment for the show and just let it (laughs) take the rest of it that's like uh, this is i don't know the there's this thing that happens uh occasionally and has happened to me um where you'll be out and people will ask what you do and you're like what the fuck what am i supposed to say um because like for a time i was just dan's personal assistant and i was doing the podcast and then you know for a long a a good stretch of time i was doing harman quest but i didn't like explaining harman quest to people or saying like oh i make a cartoon or whatever so most of the time i would just um say like uh, yeah well kind of i would just say like oh i'm an assistant i uh you know i run errands for a guy who writes for television <laughs> so that's that's basically even when i was you know doing more than just that and certainly i don't know in la there's different kinds of people well i don't know in la i think all the kinds of people that there are are the kinds of people who when you ask what they do they tell you in like the most optimistic terms their most exciting project and then they act like that's so big of a portion of their life that it warrants like being the answer to the question like you know people will be like oh i'm just on this uh you know this project with john cena and blah blah blah. and 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 it's been crazy and it's like maybe they took a call (laughs) with an agent and then the agent mentioned john cena in a story you know it's but it's like and then what they do is they're a waiter or something, you know, and, but that's not how they talk about it. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit more extreme, but people, people answer that question in a way where it's like, that's not what you're, that's not really what you're doing. <laughs> like that's, that's something you could be doing in the future. But anyway, um, this is weird, weird, very specific talk that probably won't register with people who don't live in LA or even most of the people who do live in LA, let's be real. Um, but so. No, I sympathize. Just none of my family has any idea what I do, and every attempt I've made to explain what any of this stuff is just confuses them further. And I'm, I'm not going to say which member of my family, in, in case they're ever <laughs> listening. But you know, I explained, you know, what I'm doing now. I explained Harmontown. I explained who Dan is and what community is and everything else. And all he gets from this ever is that every time I talk to him now, he's like, "So, how's your friend Chevy Chase doing?" right yes I, exactly I, I never once like yeah 
That's so funny. I was going to guess it had something to do with Chevy Chase, but I didn't think it would be how's Chevy Chase doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I don't do this so much, you know, say that I do podcasts because it's not like my main thing really. And it's just not real question answer, but you hear podcast people talking about this issue, you know, where it's, you try to describe it and, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I think it's like, but you were saying you were describing the podcast to a fucking computer and that's a whole other level of like, when you, when you log back into the chat bot to in a couple days, the chat bot's going to be like, Hey, how's Chevy chase doing? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think that's what, what's, what spun me off is just the idea of being like, it's like this show. Jeff used to be on it. And Spencer talks about the Nazis <laughs> like, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I do call you a, a world famous dungeon master, right? So that, and, that's kind of you know. And what the what did the chatbot say back? Is it said, "Well, good luck with your little podcast or, or whatever"? I'm so proud right. of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll get there someday. Um, so okay, so okay, we got the first one. You have the yeah. first one pulled up now. Yes, now, I I, now we're actually ready to, to yeah. do it. I'm done with my my tangents. Okay, so up next on the podcast, we're going to try out a new segment. It's called What's So Funny? And we'll both take turns telling jokes, and the other person has to guess what the punchline is. I'll go first. Sure, I'm game. <laughs> Again, we're reading an AI script. Okay. All right, here's mine. What did the fish say when it hit the wall? Hmm, I'm not sure. What did it say? Damn. That's, a, that's actually not bad. Sorry, I'm not off the script here, but that's actually... You're off book, Kevin. You're off. No, I agree. It's not. It's not bad. It kind of fits the kind of vibe of this whole, you know, exchange. Really. Okay. I say back to the. Ha ha. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. All right. My turn. What did the skeleton say when it walked into the bar? Um, I give up. What did it say? I'll have a beer and a mop. Uh, (laughs) That's hilarious. I was laughing legitimately. I wasn't laughing because it said "ha script." But hey, that's fun, right? Because it'll drink the beer, right? So you get it? Yeah, yeah that's, I don't know. I feel like my joke is a little bit weaker than yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the punchiness of damn. All right, let's try another one. Okay, okay, okay. So here's the, here's the next one. These ones, I think we, there's not a bunch. We could probably get through these pretty fast. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so up next on the podcast, we're going to try out a new segment. What kind of segment are we talking about? Well, we'll start off by asking each other questions about our favorite colors and let's see where it goes from there. Uh, all right, so, sounds like a plan. So, Spencer, what's your favorite color? Hmm, I'd have to say blue. And yours? Mine's purple. Interesting. So, if you had to pick a color to represent the feeling of being on a roller coaster, what would it be? Pro- probably green okay and how about the color of a perfect pizza oh definitely orange great now if you had to pick a color that represented the sound of a roaring lion what would it be oh definitely red wow yeah that one that one wasn't it wasn't funny but it did the it did the it did what we asked it to right yeah um well okay (laughs) We should try this though. Let's try to ask each other questions about our favorite colors. <laughs> I don't know. 
I think that's the kind of AI thing where it's like, I mean, I get this is you could do this, but it doesn't really make sense to like, a human being. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine thinking, yeah, this is totally what humans do. Like when they're right. born, they ask each other these questions like this. And I could imagine a dumb human having this idea originally, you know, but I would be all like, huh, wonder what this person's problem is. Yeah. You know? But not uh, uh, what kind of robot is mashing up speech, you know? Um, yeah. All right. So, okay. So my favorite color is probably teal. And um, so my question to you is what famous design capturing 90s nostalgia involve my favorite color as it was displayed on plates paper cups and beyond oh are you talking some kind of like vaporwave esque uh solo cup design squiggles neon kind of thing yeah it's called the jazz design but you know it has that thicker teal and then a thinner kind of purple squiggle on top yeah yeah so that's okay. a, that I that qualifies as a question about my favorite color. I think we're technically doing the thing. Okay. Do you have a question about your favorite? Yeah. Color? Yeah, so my favorite color is red and there are a lot of corporate logos that have red in them. What what is your favorite corporate logo that has red in it? <laughs> I thought you were going to go, "Can you name some corporate logos that have red?" <laughs> but yeah, no, what's your favorite makes a lot more sense. Um does it? <laughs> I mean, you know, no, but I, it's, it feels more human, certainly. Okay. Um, you know what I like is <laughs> in Dragon Ball, there's the Red Ribbon Army, and they have like an RR kind of symbol with like a red ribbon. And Budweiser, I think, also has a similar symbol where it has like a red ribbon, like it's kind of like a sideways triangular hourglass situation. That's a nice logo. Other than that, maybe the KFC logo. I don't know why I'm thinking the KFC logo, but I was thinking that the feels Target like logo. a good use of red. But yeah. Oh, Target logo is an all-time logo. Man, the thickness, you couldn't do it in a different way. Like you made the thickness different, it would suck. Like they really nailed all the all the accurate thicknesses, you know? Yeah, that's uh, to- that is totally a conversation two podcast hosts would have yep <laughs> all right let's keep going uh what's the next one okay okay are you ready are you caught up are you ready yeah okay so up <laughs> that's what it says it says okay so up we're gonna try to figure out more about our mysterious co-host kevin with what's kevin's deal oh, oh what, what do you want to know <laughs> what <laughs> Well, what do you want to know? I'm trying to read the thing. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, there's two of them. I'm on the wrong one. Sorry, sorry. Oh shit! Okay. There are two. Oh, there are. Okay. okay. I thought you were just. <laughs> so we okay. I it says the same thing. Yeah, yeah I does. thought Kevin was going off book, but he was just he was no, reading. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Okay. I hope mm. everyone else is enjoying this as much as I am because I'm having a great time. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry, well, sorry. Well, well, I guess you could say I'm a bit of a free spirit. I like to explore and experience new things as often as I can. Wow, that sounds exciting. So, what kind of things do you like to do? Well, I'm into a lot of different activities. I like to go hiking, exploring old ruins, and even doing some daredevil stunts like bungee jumping and skydiving. Whoa, that's intense. Are you into any other kinds of activities? 
oh, sure, I like to do some cooking, exploring new cultures, and traveling wherever I can. I really enjoy reading and writing. Wow, you seem to have a lot of different interests. What else do you like to do? Oh, I also like to dabble in the occult. I'm not a full-blown <laughs> practitioner, but I also like to explore the darker side of life, if you know what I mean. Uh, Yeah, sure. Long pause. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for joining us, Kevin. It's been an interesting experience. So, <laughs> I, I think it creeped itself out. I like a couple things about this. Um, the first one is like, I don't know. I like this is like a kind of grammar thing that I don't know what's right and what's wrong, but it says I like to do some cooking, comma exploring new cultures, comma and travel wherever I can. Where it's like a, a change in tenses, and like sometimes you do this and it, and it seems fine, and sometimes you can do that and it, and it sounds wrong. But I don't know. When I was in it, uh, when I was in high school, someone in like the vo that volleyball team or something in in his in the yearbook he had a quote as saying i like to walk to run and skateboarding but just something about i like to walk to run and skateboarding like it it just sounds wrong but it's like it's not and to skateboard is like i don't know that that's really more right but whatever that that reminded me of that thing that's it's another you know ambiguity of english and then i also like I like, I like, I also like to dabble in the occult. I'm not a full blown protect practitioner, but I like to explore the darker side of life. If you know what I mean, eh, if you know what I mean, I, I, mean, I don't uh, know what I mean there. Sacrifice. But... <laughs> I mean, Thanks. I mean, summoning demons. If you know what I'm talking about, I don't know. It's just, it's a very, very specific. Um, I don't know. It's a specific thing to know what they mean in that instance. Oh, okay. I feel okay. Like you okay. would know what I meant there, though. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not a euphemism. It's. I mean, you're you are alluding to things, but you're alluding to very specific things, like involving blood sacrifice and such. Um. Okay. So we got we got one more of these. All right. So we're so up. We're gonna try. It says so up. It says that both times, huh? All right. So up. We're gonna try to figure out. More about our mysterious co-host Kevin with what's Heaven's deal? What do you want to know? See, this is yeah, I fucked up. Uh, we'll all start with the basics. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Not true, by the way. Uh, interesting. What did you do there? I was actually in a band there playing music in my spare time. Also, not true. Awesome. I had no idea you were a musician. So, what have you been doing since then? Well, I moved around a lot since then, and I've been doing a lot of different things interesting man i'm a great interviewer what did you do before you joined us on the show before i joined the show i was working as a bartender at a local bar wow that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> no, it doesn't. so what made you decide to join us here on the show well i was looking for something different and when i heard about the show i thought it would be a great opportunity to try something new it definitely has been great having you here. Now I have a question that I wanted to ask you, but I'm not sure if it's too personal. Go ahead. What happened to our other co-host, Jeff? Jeff, well, he's no longer with us. What do you mean by that? I killed him. Yeah. Uh, so we asked the AI how to explain to the podcast that Jeff doesn't show up anymore. 
no i'm kidding we love you jeff come back soon um but that's 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 all we got and that's all we got for the show today you guys <laughs> thanks for tuning in oh boy well i'll tell you what kevin you know you know i was pretty late right you were you were a little late before joining i mean we still started on time but yeah you were a little yeah. late well it turns out i had to go to the bathroom and i still i still do so tune in to see what happens next you know is that can you <laughs> tell, tell the ai that we're doing the podcast and uh, i have to go to the bathroom and ask ask what it should do ask what we should do and okay. tell it to keep in mind that the podcast is streaming live like it's not like we could simply pause you know make sure to make sure to tell that out uh tell that to the machine and well kevin's do that doing that i suppose i will talk oh boy i love to talk what do i want to talk about i've been watching this this really bad anime i've been running through all the Yu-Gi-Ohs, and i'm on one right now called Yu-Gi-Oh zexel and it's just it's just really really bad it's it's embarrassing and it's really bad and I should just like skip it but I'm I'm probably two-thirds done with it and it's just I don't know man the thing is like in Yu-Gi-Oh there's been kind of like almost a plot point centered around the fact that the protagonist of the show is like so good at cards or whatever that he can draw the perfect card he needs all the time and it's come so far in this series to now there's like an alien spirit that uh he hangs out with and he's friends with the alien spirit and if they if their powers combine in a particularly difficult duel they can become a character that looks like he's gone super saiyan and he's like he's wearing like saiyan body armor and he has like a like a scouter looking thing from dragon ball z so he looks like a like a super saiyan and he has the ability that they call shining draw which is the ability to draw the exact card you want and the card glows and he grabs it and it's like on fire the card's on fire and then it's the card that he needs to win or whatever and it's just like i don't know it was a what it was one thing in the first series where they're like man this guy's he's got he's got such luck and he's like i don't have luck i believe in the heart of cards and you're like okay sure fine it's it's a bullshit you know uh the the deus ex machina like moment to to make the show climactic and whatever and going from there to like i have fused souls with my spiritual friend and now i have the power of shining draw to draw the ultimate card every turn it's i don't know it's it's not it's not good i i don't recommend it I, I don't recommend going through all the episodes of all the Yu-Gi-Oh series i don't think that's a good idea what's up kevin um so I, i'm just working on coming up with some some text for while you're in the bathroom here did it did it say anything about what we should do um i just pasted you one okay but it's mostly just me telling time but i can i can do that there's, there's another one where it wants me to talk about sports wow <laughs> so okay so this is interesting um the thing that's interesting is it has built-in uh it has built-in silence that we could do but let's just let's read through this and we can just read the silence because it, it gives in like parentheticals a second essentially it says three seconds of silence so let's just go through this one 
I don't see the thing is this new AI, it's kind of, it feels like it has a bit more of a problem solving bent. So you can say like, what do you do for this? And it'll say like, have you tried turning it off and back on again or whatever, you know, so it can be more instructive, but this is okay. Let's just read it. Welcome everyone to this episode of our podcast today. We're going to be talking about topic X. Yeah, it should be really interesting. All right. So let's get started. Three seconds of silence. Uh, excuse me, I just realized I have to go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, that's all right. I'll just take this time to provide some background information on Topic X. So, Topic X is an important topic in the world today. It's been around for many years, and it's been the source of much debate and discussion. It's a complex issue that affects many people in different ways. It's important to understand the history and the context of Topic X in order to truly comprehend its implications. It's also important to understand the different perspectives and arguments on the topic in order to form your own opinion. Now, five seconds of silence. (laughs) So to summarize, Topic X is an important issue in the world today with a long and complex history. It's important to consider the different perspectives and arguments in order to form your own opinion. Now, 10 seconds of silence. (laughs) All right, so that's all I have to say for now. Let's see if Spencer's back yet. 15 seconds of silence. (laughs) Well, it looks like Spencer's still gone. Let me just take this time to remind everyone that we'll be taking questions from the audience later in the podcast, so be sure to have your questions ready. 20 seconds of silence. (laughs) 20 seconds. (laughs) And that's all I have for now. Let's see if Spencer's back yet. 25 seconds of silence. I'm back. Sorry about that. No worries. I was just filling some time and giving some background information on Topic X. Damn, man, this is this is like they're kind of you know everyone says the AI is stealing everything, but they're freaking stealing from our our schedule in the show. I can't believe they knew we we're gonna talk about topic X in the future. That's we should do a show that's about topic X. I mean, we got to get a guest on to talk about topic X. It's kind of hot, but I'm, I'm worried we might get canceled. <laughs> It's so funny to just (laughs) today. We want to talk about topic X. It's a, it's an exciting topic full of tons of detailed information and a lot of nuance as well. (laughs) It's it's topic X. All right. All right. Okay, man. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but now it's time to talk about something serious. AI is coming to take everyone's jobs. <laughs> and it's not funny. No, I don't know. Have you have you been have you caught any of this discourse about AI lately, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I think we've made some just rapid advancements just in the last month that are just astounding to me. Yeah. And I just don't think that we really know how we're going to handle this yet. You know, yeah. is, is is this going to, you know, upset so many jobs is this going to just be a flash in the pan i I don't think so you know i I, i'm I'm a little concerned with how quickly this is going to change things yeah i i think i think like i don't know it's i think it's important to uh be pro-human and you know advocate for the causes of of people and especially of labor and stuff and it does seem like especially with art and stuff um more art than writing although it's true of both um 
that you know it can it can quickly get to a point where it's replacing you know scrub media like you know uh what do you call it like menial labor versions of art not you know super refined stuff but just like grunt work kind of stuff that's like oh what if a banana had a trench coat or something you know and it's just you can really generate it fast instead of having to like pass it to an artist i think it can definitely uh it has the potential to change the workflow and and you know the way that people perceive art and that could be bad for artists and stuff and i think that's very real but i think there's a lot of like artist backlash that's like and and maybe it's not bad that there you know maybe it's not appropriate for me to be like how why don't you have the perfect response instantly as soon as ai is is showing up you know but it feels like it's a lot of shaming and kind of like what do you call it um dismissiveness like people are like oh it's so soulless you could tell it's not made by a human it's just it's all this lame pop art kind of lowest common denominator bullshit you could tell it doesn't have heart like a real artist and stuff and i i don't think like i don't know and they're saying like oh don't you know don't pay eight dollars for lenza app or whatever which is like one that's been popular and instead you could spend the same amount of money to uh, pay the real artists to do it. And it's like, you're not spending no $8 to fucking get a real artist to do like what Lenza is doing. That's just dishonest, you know? Um, but, you know, again, they don't necessarily have to have the, the right answer right now. Everyone's just afraid and they're, they're acting from emotions. And I think it is a real concern that, that the image stuff is you know it's just stealing art and essentially just kind of like the whole ai process on a, on some level is hiding the level to which people's art is being stolen you know you can imagine if there is this open source process that you can look at and it says oh okay so we, it says coca-cola so we went and google coca-cola and then here it is on page three we found this image of a, of a you know a polar bear and so then we're going to apply this filter on it and then we're going to make it look more like this image of a coca-cola bottle or whatever and then you can see like when it's drawing people's elements and stuff and and what it's doing and then you know and they don't want you to do that because then you'll see how they do it and how you know easier or difficult it is or how obviously or less obviously people are ripping off original art you know it would be nice if this was done with permission and stuff and i think we should fight to you know support artists and, and make sure that people are getting permission and not using a lack of permission from you know artists to kind of feed these sets because it's not necessarily fair to just steal the work and and make a machine that can put people out of business but i don't know i think that artists want to believe that there's something special and magical about what they do which is true but i think it's it's the way that people are talking about it, it seems like at odds with what we've talked about our conversations around other automation you know because like i would say the same as like i'd say the same is true of like handcrafts like a hand craftsman who makes like a handcrafted guitar or a surfboard and stuff and like and i think i don't know I, I, maybe it's just my perspective but it seems like there wasn't necessarily a lot of um 
you know, empathy for jobs like those that have been lost and like the old ways and stuff. Maybe it's just because it happened before, you know, we were really conscious or whatever. But it seems just fundamentally the same thing as me, you know, presumably to make manufacturing processes. Um, you know, they would have had to copy output from other artists, you know, or other hands craftsmen. And then they're like, this is how you do this bowl. And so, okay, we're going to steal this design and make like a copy of a bowl. It all just feels like it, it doesn't feel new. It feels like it's all just the same kind of process of, you know, taking, taking a process through capitalism and being like, oh, we can automate this and that. And it's, it's just that we've never thought of this as something that was automatable before. So like, we're, we're maybe more stunned and extra frightened by that like new face of it, but it just, it all seems like the same thing to me, but that doesn't mean it's good. It's always bad. It's like, it's, it, it's a new power that could do a lot of good things, but if it, if it leaves people poor and hungry and, you know, more oppressed and, and less uh, paid and stuff, that's, that's bad, but that's always, you know, that, that happens to like, you know, uh, fruit pickers when they, they come out with like new, a laser eye technology for like fruit picking robots and stuff, you know, and in Southern California, there's a lot of migrant um, farmers and laborers and stuff that do really hard to uh, replicate work, but people also do the same basic job with machines, you know? So it's like, I don't say like, well, sucks to be you, you know, you should have got a job that couldn't be replicated by machines, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's not, you know, not like you can't do it with machines people do it and so yeah i don't know i feel like the discourse to me it just i guess it's just because it's so frantic and people are worried about their livelihoods and stuff but to me it feels like it feels like shame driven and i don't think we can win that way i think we have to like make a really concerted core effort to be like you guys are stealing making millions of dollars on the backs of stolen work you know i don't know but i don't think saying like oh you're an asshole if you pay eight dollars for lenza or whatever i don't think that's gonna get them anywhere and i think like we did we only have so much time before everyone just takes it for granted and stuff so it's like we should we should have some sort of response to this but i don't i don't like the one i'm seeing i don't think that's gonna get anyone anything it'll just make a lot of people butt hurt um you know i don't know whatever what about yeah, you? It's, it's an interesting topic of discussion and one that we should really be aware of because right. AI technology has been advancing rapidly and we need to consider how this might affect even our industry. AI-generated podcasts should easily put us out of a job if the technology becomes sophisticated enough, which is why we need to stay on top of AI developments and consider the potential implications. Um, oh, no. Did you generate a response? Yeah, that was That was me generating a response to what you just said yeah but it's true like i think right now some i think there's there's some writing types that are looking at the writing output of ai and being like this could never do what we do and it's like but i feel like that's what the artist people were saying and then they came out with like the next update of art and then everyone's spend, spending money on lenza and stuff you know so like i think it is it is good to to talk about i just i just want to see you know i want to see actual change to help people without having to demonize the ai it's not the ai's fault it's the fucking people who's like hey let's train it on all the stolen data you know but i don't know you know it's but i think that writing definitely can be impacted i think it will be maybe even sooner than uh than uh than the art because like 
I don't know. Like the art, they can't do, it can't do hands, you know? Like, I think that the brute time spent cleaning up like an AI drawing might take more time than the brute time spent cleaning up an AI written premise, if that makes sense. You know, um, so I think, yeah, I, I definitely don't think like creative writing is definitely safe. Although, you know, who knows? I think it, definitely in writing, there's a lot of people with power in like Hollywood and stuff that would definitely buy the idea that it's like, oh man, no, the artist is what matters. So it's like we might be able to hold out longer in that front than, you know, visual arts can because visual art is like, we need this done. How can we how can we operate whereas this is like hey we want to hear we want to talk to you about ideas that feels more baked into like what writing is but i definitely think the task can be done uh, i do now you know maybe a couple years ago i don't think i would have been able to but now it's like you definitely there's definitely a way to like use ai and pipelines and stuff you know uh we were talking with Bed beckler is that a lot of the stuff they do feels very saccharine and pop culture which is that's what executives and shit like anyway they're like how is this play to middle america and when ai is generating shit it's all that kind of stuff it's all like you know like the jokes it was generating are very like you know for everybody jokes they're kind of like daytime talk show kind of jokes or something almost you know it's the kind of shit that uh i'm sure executives would be like yeah this is the kind of television we need it's the kind that you shit out by a machine, you know. I don't know, but but whatever, you know. People, it's reasonable for people to be upset and afraid and stuff. And I don't want to say they're bad. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like what's gonna help in the moment. And we're gonna run out of time. We're just gonna be behind the eight ball, and then everyone's gonna be out of money. And my AI is gonna draw all the pictures and stuff. And who knows, you know. We were saying that we got to put in, we got to do one of these scripts like we're generating and put in an, with a voice to speech or a text to speech so we can just play episodes of a podcast generated by the computer. And wouldn't that be fun? You know, I could talk into a thing, give the machine my voice, and we can, we can cut together something to do that with Jeff. We get Jeff back on the show with the power of AI. That would be cool, right? You know, and who's that hurting? Jeff? I don't care. <laughs> Jeff's like, oh man, you guys are doing the podcast using my robot voice without me. It's like, we're not making any money anyway. It's fine. What do you care? It's just a robot, Jeff. Um, we got to do that though. I, there's, there's really not a lot. I want more than a robot AI. Jeff, I was listening to, um, Hideo Kojima has a podcast and the podcast has an AI sidekick on it, but I don't get what it is. I don't think it's a real AI sidekick. I think it's someone who's at like a producer that they swap out the voice with a robot voice, but I don't know, man. Well, you talk about listening to like an AI script, a conversation, a lot of the shit they say on that podcast sounds like the shit that an AI machine would come up with, but it's the stuff the guy is saying, not the stuff the AI is saying. Um, but you know, maybe that's just bad translation as well, but really go, go check out, go check out the Kojima podcast, whatever it's called. Oh, I think it's called brain structure. Um, it's on Spotify exclusively. Check it out and tell me it doesn't sound like two AIs just talking past each other. Um, 
But you know, it doesn't sound like two AIs talking best to each other. Kevin, do you know? No. Ask the AI. Is soda. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. Oh, right. We have a soda song. Oh, my God. Dude, where's it, why is it not coming out? I don't know. <laughs> we got to believe. Okay. Ask the AI where the soda is. Cross your fingers and, and believe it'll still play this time. Okay. Oh, my God. We did it with the power of friendship and artificial intelligence. I want to I want to be friends with an artificial intelligence. That could be cool. Um, yeah, that's right, folks. It's the time in the show where we do soda. Jesus Christ. I feel like I don't know. I feel like this entire podcast took place in my dreams or something. Something something's not right about my vibe. My vibe is off. A vibe shift has occurred. You know what people are saying on TikTok, Kevin, is Riz. People be saying Riz on TikTok. It essentially just means swag, but it really bugs me. It just, it feels like really, really try hard. Like, it feels like no one who has Riz would ever use that word. Like, I feel like that's a lame person's word. Again, it just screams try hard. Anyway, we got the Mountain Dew Fruit Quake. Oh my God, you guys. It's an absolutely putrid shade of brown. (laughs) I did not realize before picking this up, and I had to buy it at the store, but it is just real brown with it, huh? It is an unusual color. Like, it's a a purpley brown, maybe? Yes, it is purpley. There's definitely, like, Like yeah, yeah, purpley. You get some purple at the top. Yeah, you get, yeah, it's like red and blue, which, of course we know makes purple that's right it's time for our segment asking questions about our favorite colors um yeah this this color is a problem um have you had this yet you've had it right no i mean i've had it sitting for a long time but i haven't actually tasted it yet so it's just supposed to be fruitcake flavored mountain dew right there's no nothing special it's just fruitcake mountain dew yeah, and fruitcake's like a punchline. I think I talked about fruitcake in the past. Maybe not on the podcast. I it was either on stream or on the podcast where I just randomly like launched into a rant. Oh no, it was on Reddit. Someone asked about fruitcake and then I, I posted about I posted a little diatribe about fruitcake. But the thing with fruitcake Yeah. Yeah, can you can you sum up what your diatribe was? Yeah, well, it just, it used to be a thing in the past. It was really hard to make because part of the process of making it is every day you take it out. It would essentially like cure or ferment or something, but you, you, you'd take, you, you'd bake the cake and then you'd take it out. You'd, you'd let it breathe. You'd like take it out of the cheesecloth or whatever, some sort of wrapping. You'd let it breathe. You'd pour like whiskey or like a strong alcohol over it. And then you'd put it back and you do that like every day for like a month. And that was like the process of making. And so it's like this alcohol preserved, really strong flavored cake because the flavors in the cake are going up against this really strong alcohol flavor. And it takes, you know, upwards of a month to make because of this process of preservation. And so like, it was a really intense thing. 
and it would take people a long time to make so it's like you know it's become impossible to make especially with manufacturers these days like no one wants to go through the process of making it and so like it's the making of it has changed a lot but i don't know and it's generated all those jokes but i think it's all the jokes were because it's this fucking alcohol cake you know that people remember their grandpa pulling out of like a snuff box and having like a corner you know of it and being like oh that's good and wrapping it back up and putting it back into the fucking pantry for the rest of the year or some shit and that happened in i don't know you know world war ii times or something and then it trickled down to these weird obtuse memories of people and then it became the punchline it is today where it's no one wants a fruitcake it's all a joke and they barely exist because the fucking you know no one really makes them anymore i'm sure there's like a more bullshit version that people that people make now but um you know like that's a half-assed version but so you know who even knows what there's green and red like blobs that are i think supposed to be fruit like fruit cake fruit because uh the cake also used preserved fruits in it you know you you fill it with preserved fruits there's also this looks like a praline or like a walnut maybe um but there's also like so like there's this border of these green and red fruits and then what was presumably a praline or a walnut or some shit they're kind of going around supposed to be a monster truck on the left side like is that a big wheel and that's a truck yeah there's a monster truck with a big fruitcake wheel like the idea is the fruitcake is being the wheel and so it has tread on it on the fruitcake and then it's the wheel of this big red monster truck that has like uh flames spouting out of its exhaust pipes and it has a giant um like set of antlers you know making it more monstery and yeah it's got a kind of you know like uh gingerbread house vibes almost i don't know i'm gonna crack I have to be honest open. i'm not i'm not looking forward to this one yeah it smells spicy opening it up gets kind of like a spiced smell uh it's very fruity oh, i yeah. don't know what kind of fruit it, it smells sort of like, like a, a cinnamon fruity candy yeah it's got some like citrus and some like almost like red apple kind of vibes to me yeah um, almost like candied right. apple you know yeah. yeah i guess i'm gonna go first okay <laughs> all right so spencer's taking a sip um he doesn't look thrilled with it right now he looks a little... i don't i don't hate it i don't hate it okay there's like a note that's maybe a little bit like a cola note that i'd say is like the nose of it so like when you drink it it doesn't taste like drinking cake in a way it just tastes kind of like a cola and then on the it has some overtones of yeah just this kind of generic kind of like candy fruit so the end result is it tastes kind of like a soda that has some fruit notes in it um yeah it, kinda, it smells i think more than smelling like sticky dried up soda like you know like if you were cleaning something out that spilled some fruity soda in that's what it yeah. smells like later yeah it definitely smells like mystery soda or something like like the the trough the drain at the bottom of the soda machine at a burger king you know that's mm -hmm. what this smells like okay all right let me take a sip it has maybe the very barest hint of like a spiced aftertone very very slight but yeah i don't hate it but it's not good 
Yeah, no, but doesn't it taste like miscellaneous soda or something? Yes. It tastes like it does just taste like like I don't know if you drain the if you drain the tray at a <laughs> like the soda fountain of a restaurant or something. It tastes kind of like that. Yeah. I think there's some ginger. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a ginger, um, ginger kind of cola y kind of main body. And then it's just got little squirts of, yeah, this kind of, I think, I want to say it's like two different kind of fruity flavors. One's like more of a a red kind of candy, like a, a cherry or something. And the one's a bit more citrusy or berry or something. But yeah, it just tastes like, it tastes kind of like, I don't know, not exactly, but it reminds me of uh, Mountain Dew SA. There's the Mountain Dew SA that was just three different flavors of, of Mountain Dew in the same yeah. bottle. It kind of has a similar vibe of that, where it just tastes like a couple things together. It just it doesn't taste like I expected, which was like really, you know, it doesn't taste like the gingerbread one, right? You no, know, not which at all. tasted very gingery. Um, it, it just tastes kind of, I mean, there might be some of the gingerbread in it, but it just tastes mostly fruity. And then kind of yeah this kind of vague empty brown note because it's not super cola or anything but it doesn't have like a body where most soda has like a main body to it if that makes sense yeah i don't know i like each sip i've had i've liked less than the previous one i think like it, it's almost like too sticky sickeningly sweet i think <laughs> i just got a note <laughs> that it's I would describe it as a stale note. <laughs> like it just tastes like something went stale just for this little parallelogram of this flavor profile somehow. I don't know. That's just weird. Maybe I got freaking synesthesia because I can freaking visualize like it's like a tear in the fabric of the flavor. It's just like stale. And it's like, well, what's stale? What you can't just have a nothing stale, but hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I was okay with it the first sip. Now I'm my my feelings sort of. I, I I don't think I could finish this one. It's just too sticky. I got another stale note. Just kind of like old dust. Why? Why would they put? Old? Maybe it's to make it more of a, a fucking. I mean, that is like the, the fruit cake you pass around for twenty years. You know. <laughs> I swear to God, they put like a stale dust note in here, and dust isn't dust doesn't have to be stale by the way but stale dust is a very specific specific kind of dust but i don't know do you have them do you have the fucking at warhead yes i got these warheads kevin bought yes these five packs of the warheads we tried two and then when we were offline i drank two more because i just wanted a soda um so i got one left it's green we're gonna try that and boy howdy you know it's gonna taste basically the same as the last time kevin's making gestures to someone off camera sorry sorry ariel's very nice and brought me some socks because my feet got wet what kind of socks oh are they kind of are they oh, i thought you meant like new socks they're just fresh Actually, socks. Yeah, probably some some nice new socks yeah wow yeah damn yeah someday someone's gonna bring me socks yeah no just before the show started i ran outside to let the dogs out and stepped in a puddle and so i've had cold feet for the last hour oh man you didn't tell me you got cold feet i'm I'm nervous about doing the show with you spencer yeah 
I would be too if I had a freaking wife. <laughs> because I'm so sexy and charming, you see. I, I would steal you away or something. I don't know. Who cares, man? What the fuck? Why is this part? Man, I watched the, the video game awards, the game awards. They just happened this week. Fucking insane, man. It was just like. It was just insane. Like the first speaker they had was like Al Pacino and he didn't know what was going on and it just stayed exactly the same the whole way through. Didn't some guy rush the stage or something and say some surreal thing about Bill Clinton? Yeah, I didn't even listen to what he was saying, but um yeah, he said something. Um but that was one that was like by that was the very end and you almost was like, yeah, you almost didn't even question it because everything else, the whole awards were just so insane. I don't know. It was crazy the whole way through crash crash bandicoot showed up. It was doing a, a joke. Uh, so a series of jokes that would have been bad in 2010. It was, it was just really, it was really something, but yeah, by the time that guy was there, I was just like, I was barely paying attention because my head was just spinning from all the other stuff that had already occurred. And it just was like, yep, well, this makes as much sense as anything fucking else that's been happening this whole show. So, but it wasn't bad. It was just like, I was, I was just be in bewilderment the whole time, but anyway shouts out to ariel ariel keeps kevin strong and without kevin being so strong he wouldn't be able to take the whole uh streaming block on his back every sunday rain or shine you know he is amazing she does help a lot you know i'm, I'm basically sat at a chair here for i don't know nine hours straight so she brings yeah. me i really appreciate that and what's crazy is i do that stuff willingly for nobody i just like I've been sitting all day and my back is fucking killing me. I and mean, that was just what I wanted to do. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't for any production or anything. Anyway, do you want to try the, try the warheads first? All right. So let me, let me have a sniff here. And this does smell very green apple. So yeah, this is green apple yeah. soda. It's, it smells almost vinegary to me. It's a little like bit. so sour. It's definitely going to be a, like a, a, a harsh sour apple. Oh, that is tart. That is probably the the most sour that we've tried so far, and it's uncannily green apple. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I would drink this one. We don't have enough apple sodas here, I don't think. Yeah, that was one of the things I really liked about the Mountain Dew apple soda, was it just was like, yeah, man, there's not a lot of apple sodas. This is an apple soda. It's not bad. It was pretty tart too. This is definitely more tart. And there's definitely this flavor I'm getting. I think it's potassium sorbate. <laughs> I'm getting some distinct potassium sorbate notes. Um, but and no, this specific. is good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I this is this is a really good green apple flavor. And it's sour, but not so sour you can't finish it, I don't think. Yeah, no, I can finish it. The it kind of it does kind of I don't know. What's it? I guess it's like your tum- stomach turns sour, right? Is that like a term? Yeah. Like when you get kind of like internally puckery, I think I've gotten that from these sodas. I also got that from the uh, the Apple Mountain Dew. Kind of, I kind of get kind of sour from it. But weird thing to say. Um, but I also got the freaking. I got a freaking extreme sour apple warhead from the vet. 
I went to the vet to pick up my um, cat medicine, and they just had candy. So I was like, "Hey, I have a, I have a fucking can of soda named after this very warhead." So I wanted to try it um, to see how how well the flavors matched. You know, does that make sense? It does. Yeah, I'm ask, curious ask, now. Ask the AI if it makes sense. I need. I need. That's what I need. Is I don't like hearing praise from humans. I need. I need AI. At, uh, driven praise because I know it's not biased. Okay, so I'm gonna try the soda one more time. Soda, yep. The thing is, the soda tastes very candy-like. I know that's a weird way to describe soda, but I don't think the the sweetness of soda intersects with the sweetness of candy very much. They feel like very different kind of sweetnesses. But I'm gonna just chomp into this green apple thing to try and get some of the flavor, and not just all the sour. So while Spencer the, eats know. that, um, I asked AI if it made sense for Spencer to try the candy after the soda. Yes, it made sense for Spencer to try green apple candy after drinking similarly branded green apple soda. The flavors of the two items may be similar, and the experience of tasting them together could be enjoyable. Do you find that to be true? Man, the AI is so nice, you know. They should try to make it less nice. So the candy is way, way sweeter and a way better flavor <laughs> so it kind of makes the soda taste like shit in retrospect it's like you eat the candy and you're like yeah this is what it should fucking taste like what is the soda doing but you know when you don't have the candy soda tastes pretty good <laughs> so what a good use of our time kevin asked the machine <laughs> if this I, I asked it to, to be less polite oh yeah and it said Yes, Spencer, why not waste more money trying random combinations? Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of rude. Also, is an adequate and apt critique of our entire show. It's like, yeah, why don't you just do more random things? <laughs> like, it's not, none of this makes any fucking sense. Hey, computer, how would you like if I drank the fucking Mountain Dew after I drank the fucking warhead soda that'll be another random combination huh you'd probably get your fucking fucking love that you fucking machine piece of shit oh you know it's interesting i'm actually I'm actually getting some raisin notes off of this now that i completed it after a warhead so that that was a good idea very strange what a strange what a strange series of sodas I can't believe I actually like the fruit quake. I think they don't need to put the random stale flavor in. <laughs> I don't think that was a good choice. But I think it's it's kind of good. Like I don't you definitely are more negative uh on it than me. I kind of I kind of like it. Uh it's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But you know what I do know what to say is plugs. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like I don't know. It's making fun of the idea of doing a show at this point. It's like, ah, what are you fucking idiots sat here this whole time? What are you doing? You know, but we thank all the Hapachinos for making it this time, um, making it here. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Kevin, you got to cut that out. They're going to fucking, they're going to fucking destroy me in the comments. If they hear that burp, Jesus Christ. <sighs> but it's the show's over now. <laughs> The show's over now. It's time to plug, and we don't have a guest to ask what they're plugging. So I'm going to finally plug 
the Patreon, patreon.com slash sixler. Give me money. That's all. It's not really worth joining for any real reason. Um, but you will give me money. I've been doing these um, videos, very slowly building up this video series where I go through my old notes from Harmon Quest and talk about talk about kind of some of what I remember and some of the process a little bit. They're not great, but they're probably not going to become public. I think that's just going to be Patreon only, and I'll be doing more of those. I went through a couple outlines. We're getting to you know the final draft of the first season and uh you know from then we'll we'll go into the next season my notes for the next seasons and stuff and see how things changed and what i can remember turns out i can't remember very much but it is still interesting going through my notes so that's me thanks for sticking with us the podcast it's been a year oh boy it's been a year how long have we been doing this podcast for this is like our second year third year Something like that. I don't know. I think we're getting so, close to our second year. Um, March of 2021 was our first. Yeah, so this is close to two years now. And you're still here, you know. It really says a lot about you more than it does about me, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure, sure I could do a bad co- podcast, but you're here listening to it, you know. So it's not my fault. This is on you, baby. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? You got anything to plug? Um, so up next, we have another new show on Schraub Home Video that we don't have the rights to be showing, so I can't say the name, but it uh, Spencer had something to do with this show, and we hope everybody enjoys watching it. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just come join SchraubHomeVideo.com on Sunday nights and watch to see what it is we're showing. Um, also up next after that is Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie and Aaron. Can I give a hint about the show that you're going to be showing? Yes. Um, if the show that we were showing had sex with you, you would you would think, man, this show sure does give me great head. That's. <laughs> we need more silence. We need more silence after the show. We need. Longer. 25 seconds of silence. <laughs> Need longer. Yeah, 25 seconds of silence. I'm back. Sorry about that. All right. Um, so what? This is five AI sign-offs. We got five AI sign-offs. No, but again, thanks for listening. I don't know. Holidays are weird. It's weird for me. Um, thanks for existing. It's better than holidays in a vacuum, I'll tell you. Here's my impression of holidays in a vacuum. Oh, I'm trapped in this vacuum and I need to get to Christmas. Can someone let me out? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, what do you call it? A fucking (laughs) Austin Powers style joke. Uh, anyway. All right. So we got five sign offs from the robot who we appreciate. We love the robots. And if they end up taking my jobs, I don't blame you. I blame the corporate overlords for not, you know, being destroyed by the proletariat or whatever the fuck. Anyway. And I'm going to end the show the same way I do every time by saying, remember everyone, keep your glasses full and your spirits higher than the clouds. I'm going to end the show the same way I do every time by saying, may the force be with you and may the tacos never run out. I think I am going to actually get tacos after this, by the way. You guys were wondering, probably going to go to Alfredo's, which is not a pasta sauce, but it is a taco place. 
I'm going to end the show the same way I do every time by saying, and the moral of the story is, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get unless you're a squirrel, in which case you already know you're going to get a nut. I'm like, it felt like it was going to be horny, and then it kind of wasn't horny. Um, I'm going to end the show the same way I do every time by saying, this has been a wild ride, and I'm so glad you came along. Stay goofy, stay weird, and have a great day. And lastly, are you ready for this one, Kevin? This one has a part for you. Okay. I'm going to end the show the same way I do every time by saying, Donuts for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What? Says I'm supposed to cut you off. Good night, everybody.